All right, y'all, before we get to sipping, we want to get to thanking the people that help make Dad Drinking Bourbon possible. And that starts with our friends at distilleryproducts.com. They have the best stuff at the best prices. If you're a store, a group, or a distillery, and you want to get awesome wholesale prices for laser edge glassware and other cool swag items, reach out to me. I'd love to get you in touch with Carson, Janie, Vicky, the rest of the family over at distilleryproducts.com. You'll be glad you did. We'd also like to take a second and thank our friends over at Orca Coors. The summer is coming to an end, but it is still 95 degrees. That means you can still get out to the lake, but right around the corner, it's going to be camping season and you need awesome roto molded coolers that will keep your food and drinks and whatever else you put in there cold for days. I mean, the ice will last three, four, five days and you'll open it up. It'll be just like you put it in there. And the tumblers, come on, they have all sorts of cool tumblers that keep your drink hot or cold, you know it's going to make people turn heads and look at you and be a little bit jealous when you come to the party or the campsite or the lake with Orca Coolers. Use code DADSEASON. That is DADSEASON because it's dad season year round and you will get 20% off of your order. That is code DADSEASON for 20% off at orcacoolers.com. And last but not least, a big thank you to our friends over at Action247.com, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And if you want to get in on the action, there's a 100K free-to-play challenge. That is two opportunities to win $100,000 during the first weeks of college football in the NFL. It is coming up right around the corner. NFL Week 1 challenge is going to be there. There's an NCAA kickoff challenge. There are special bets for the U.S. Open in tennis, as well as the FedEx Cup playoffs for the PGA. MLB parlays. There's deposit codes galore. If you use code DADS100, they will match your first deposit up to $400. That's pretty cool. Go ahead, check them out, action247.com. Use code DADS100 and get in on the action. So, what dumb shit's happened to you lately, Zeke? (laughs) I got a pretty good streak going right now. I even had two a day or two ago. And, you know, I thought the first one was hard enough. And then the second one was at least a little more comical. But so I'm, uh, so this female and I are, uh, you know, randomly messaging back and forth, chitter chat or whatnot, like booze comes up and I, for whatever reason, even mentioned the podcast and she's like, Oh, well, what's your favorite bourbon? And then I'm just immediately stuck. I know no matter what, I'm probably not going to look too good after this uh, situation occurs. Because, I mean, you've been there. Like, we've talked about it on the show. What's worse than what should be a simple question? And I get how it is. But you or I, and I would think most of our friends, don't really field it well. I'm the king of too many words when I should have just said one thing really succinctly. I mean, you know how it is around the holidays. Hey, you know booze? What's a great bourbon I can get somebody for this holiday party? Uh... Can we talk about something else? (laughs) What are the people like? Do they like spicy? Do they like proof? So then I I somehow managed to tank on top of tanking myself with like, all right, don't think just, just go with a simple answer and move on. So I'm like, not beam, I guess. Really? Jim beams the best you got. (laughs) You want me to bring Jim beam to my holiday party? (laughs) (laughs) So then I'm thinking to myself, like, I tried to escape what I knew was going to be a bad situation and somehow it still went worse. So let's just say after that, I I pretty much let the conversation go stagnant. Maybe I'll circle back in a few days. Then for insult to injury, I swing by Lowe's 
get some stuff for the house, you know, fixing up around here. And I'm checking out. And I mean, I'm not thinking about what I'm wearing. I didn't dress up to go anywhere. I'm not you know, worried about it. But the lady at the checkout's like, so what's your favorite flavor? And I'm just like, huh? What, what's she even talking about? And she like kind of looks and points at my shirt and I look down. And I was wearing one of these old smoky shirts. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know that they sent us some shirts and we drank some stuff of like a couple of years ago, but I don't remember any of it. Sorry. And she just looks at me like, poser i mean she's a little hurt you were like i had the white corn liquor the the moonshine i just like ducked my head took my receipt and was like today was a complete whiskey fail day like just bombed it in every aspect of my life i could you know what i want to know tell me what you're gonna do when hulkamania runs wild on you when they ain't nowhere to run, when judgment comes for you, I'll see you at the crossroads, crossroads, crossroads. Let's drink some crossroads. I got to talk to the producer about you singing. everyone my name is john (laughs) (laughs) yes hello hello everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day and man i miss my uncle joe and then I miss my uncle Joe. He should be home in front of his home when they don't do what's wrong oh god listeners dropping like flies worse than my dating game and i'm gonna miss everybody and i'm gonna miss every hold on so we are drinking tonight the crossroads from blue note and we will get to that i'm very excited that we're drinking the crossroads i really think they should change it to oh it's just crossroads it should be the crossroads just like bone thugs i'm kidding it's crossroads it is a toasted french oak finish 100 proof whiskey you may know this, Zeke. I don't know this. We're going to digress here a little bit more, and then we'll talk about this. But is this the same mash as Juke Joint that they just French Oak finish it? I don't believe so. I actually didn't inquire on that. And I looked on the bottle to see if it was mentioned, and it's not. But I, I know the samples that we had early on when they were kind of r and in this was, I think, a five-year Indiana. Good to know. I assume that's still what it is, but it may not be. Uh, we'll, we'll have to circle back and ask. You know, it's. Uh, I'm sure the first response we'll get will be, well, you know, John always kind of complains about the stuff that they send him, you know, when y'all get products. And I made a point to write a nice note that literally have five words of basically John can't bitch. We didn't include anything but the bottle. But I did bitch because I, I like know. having the stats and, and anybody who listens to us, I love the stats. I love the mash bill. I love the age. Give me all of the background behind the bottle. Just don't tell me what it tastes like. Let me taste it and figure out what it tastes like for me. And so I mentioned that to her and then Kelly came back and Kelly's awesome. Kelly came back and said, it took me a while to get a one pager without tasting notes on it, but it doesn't have any of the stats on it. Like I would want to know you have the bottle for once because blue note likes you a little bit more than they like me. Where does it say it's distilled or does it just say produced and bottled in Memphis? 
Yep, it's a straight bourbon whiskey finished with toasted French oak, crafted in Memphis, and then produced and bottled, uh, you know, by BR Distilling Co. in Memphis as well. However, I will note this is kosher. I, I know somewhere we we threw that out recently of a bigger distillery seeming to make a big deal out of having a kosher product to appeal to certain people, but you know. We know that produce and bottled means that it was aged for at least a year on property at BR Distilling in Memphis. That's all you have to do, and then you could say produce and bottled, and you don't have to put a denotation of origin. Macaulay has always been the type of guy who would want to say as much as he possibly could on the bottle, though. I mean, I would guess, based on previous releases, it may well be, simply because the juke joint does say Kentucky on it. The products they've had that came out of Tennessee, the Tennessee on it. So this doesn't explicitly say Indiana, but by default, it may very well be. We don't know. So we're just admittedly not knowing. But I do want to get to this real quick before we get to this review. Today is August 24th. Zeke has a habit of calling me basic and very much likes to tease me and say that I drink pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes. I have a huge problem with pumpkin spice lattes coming out on August 24th. And there's a whole host of reasons for this. Number one, I don't like pumpkin spice lattes, despite the fact that Zeke thinks I do. He's wrong. Number two, fall does not start until Wednesday, September 22nd. Over a month from that is October 31st, which falls on a Sunday this year, which is Halloween. Busting pumpkin spice lattes out in August when it's 95 degrees outside with a heat index of over 100 does not make sense to me. The other thing that I will mention, and then I will stop and let Zeke jump in here. What I don't like about pumpkin stuff coming early is that I have always been a fan of Sam Adams Summer Ale. This has nothing to do with Starbucks, nothing to do with PSLs, but those pumpkin shit in everything starts coming out earlier and earlier and earlier. And the date that Sam Adams stops putting out Summer Ale keeps creeping up and creeping back and creeping back. It's like August. It's freaking hot and i can't get a sam adams summer ale because they've already moved on to oktoberfest like what the hell is this world coming to christmas is invading thanksgiving thanksgiving is not a as big of a holiday as it used to be because christmas is starting before thanksgiving people are already shopping and having black friday sales the pumpkin shit has to stop it's invading the summer and number four people what really pisses edwards off the most is zeke how much this is going to throw off his ba- his budget and impact his wallet because now he's got like an extra almost month that he's going to be secretly blowing money on pumpkin spice lattes. But I will say, I agree. However, in literally the grocery store today, I saw various Halloween candy sitting out. I saw pumpkin-shaped peeps. They're not the only ones. And most importantly, I really had to get this in before you... you, you Thought I was going to, you know, rant too much, but I'm, I'm proud of you, John. I, I really am. I don't know if I've, I've like been honest like this with you before, but after all the years and all the group chats, you finally like picked up and almost tried to put the move back on me of my favorite way to defer anything in a chat is just say everyone else does whatever it is and put all the attention on that object and not myself And then they forget what the original point was of the bitching and who it was really about. 
Kudos to you, good sir. You finally pulled a Zeke. (laughs) On that note, let's drink some Crossroads. Rant over. Enough with PSLs. I mean, like, I feel like you can't have pumpkin anything, at least until Labor Day. I would prefer more of a mid-September push. But August, when it's 95 degrees out with a heat index of 100, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm with you. I mean, it's the, it, to me, that's as simple as I almost don't even go too much for bourbon this time of year, and I especially don't want a higher proof one. On the crossroads note, though, Bone Thugs, is that really the first thing that pops in your head? A hundred percent. That and uh, the CMT crossroads where they have somebody from pop and somebody from country do stuff together. Interesting. I go with, uh, maybe you've never even seen it. There was this old movie back in the day with uh, Ralph Macchio. I don't know if it was before or after he did Karate Kid, but he ends up befriending this old blues guy. This is what I remember. I, I could be a little off, honestly. Crossroads is a 1986 American coming-of-age musical drama film inspired by the legend of blues musician Robert Johnson. Starring Ralph Macchio, Joe Seneca, and Jamie Gertz, the film was written by John Fusco and directed by Walter Hill and features an original score by Rye Cooter and guitar virtuoso Steve Val. Wow, I never knew Rye Cooter was in there. He used to sing with Little Feet some. I don't know if he was ever a member of the band, the band Little Feet, not the band, but um, I, I recognize the name. It makes more sense why my parents would have uh, allowed me to watch that, even though it probably wasn't advisable. <laughs> well, now I will tell you, Karate Kid came out in 1984 and Crossroads came out in 1986. Okay. So he had already been Danielson before. I mean, this was his big follow-up to the Karate Kid. Maybe that's why he went back for part two and three later. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it wasn't a big movie, but it's interesting from what I remember. I do love Robert Johnson, so I'm actually going to seek this film out now. I know Zeke has not watched any film if it came out after 1999. The fact that you're talking about a 1986 film, like this makes sense to me. Hey, I mean, just just like the deflecting in the chat. If anything, I am consistent. Yeah. I just don't know how you don't think of the crossroads whenever you hear crossroads. I I, I guess it doesn't make me think of like deep, edgy tones, sitting and enjoying a, a dark amber whiskey, things like that. That's not what comes into my mind with that's, you know, a rap song by Bone Thugs. I mean, it's always why every time I wake up on the first of every month, I go, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up. You don't think that? I think almost every day the only thing that goes through my head is, ah, F, bleep. It's time to get up. And that's about as far as I get. <laughs> I hear but dogs I'll, crying. I'll spare, the, I'll spare the F word this time around. My wake up call is dogs crying every morning. It's time for them to go to the bathroom. So I hear the dogs crying. I don't even set an alarm clock anymore because I know the dogs in between 550 and six will wake up and I'll hear them cry and I'll be like, all right, it's time to get up. Fair enough. Just, you know, try to sleep in the pen with them too much. That's only on the weekends. (laughs) Maybe when it cools off in the fall, you'll be more uh, regular out there. Maybe. Now, we are drinking Crossroads. I will tell you that the bottle 
does not look anything like Bone Thugs and Harmony. There is a, a man on the front with a guitar on his back. He's got the strap going. I got a picture of it too, so it's good. It's got a Highway 61 and 49 in Memphis, so it's got that highway sign on it. It is literally the crossroads of those two highways and a man with a guitar and a sweet hat. So what do those two highways signify? I, I feel like is a self-proclaimed musician that you uh, roll out with from time to times and also the infamous DDB stat guy. Well, I don't really know what 49 means, but Highway 61, I mean, Bob Dylan wrote Highway 61. Oh, they had the whole 61. album. The same as the route, right? Yeah. Okay, see, the fact it's called a route, did y'all have those up north? Because in the south, there are no roots. Like, it doesn't recognize in my world as even being a, a road almost. I mean, I know what Route 61 is, but at the same time, the fact nothing else here is called that, it's just kind of like a, a distant, imaginary thing almost. Yeah, I mean, there's Route, Route, Road, Rude, Limit. <laughs> we had RR for Rural Road, and some people called it a Rural Route, but either way, it was just RR. I feel like Root was like the the song Route 66, like get your kicks on Route 66, but like I don't really say Root. It is highway. It says, so if you look at Wikipedia, which Wikipedia is a great tool, especially when you're talking to Zeke, U.S. Route 61 or U.S. Highway 61 is a major United States highway that extends 1,400 miles between New Orleans and the city of Wyoming, Minnesota. The highway generally follows the course of the Mississippi River and is designated the Great River Road for much of its route or route. I mean, I knew the Bob Dylan thing, and I also knew this before I Googled it because I wanted to figure out exactly how far it went, but the highway is often called the Blues Highway because of its long history in blues music. Part of the route lies on the Mississippi Blues Trail and is denoted by markers in Vicksburg and Tunica. It's also the subject of numerous musical works, and the route inspired the album Highway 61 Revisited by Bob Dylan. Fair enough. I feel like Blue Note does a very good job paying homage to Memphis and all things music. I mean, you have the juke joint line. They're very good in that way of having little nods here and there to Memphis blues music. And uh, it's just a testament to their marketing team. Yeah. I mean, it's a great central theme with light plays all around that someone that's as aloof to obvious things as myself is, can even be like, Hey, I see what you did here. Kind of. <laughs> What did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? I'll give you notes, and then I'll throw out a tidbit that I kind of thought of as I was going through this for notes, and it really seemed to actually just be one of those weird coincidences that occurred. But nose-wise, I picked up French vanilla, caramel, syrup, a very slight ethanol. It reminded me of uh, you know beignets from Café du Monde. I picked up confection sugar. It just kind of got me all of a sudden like, oof. Now, that's a good place to be in my mind. I would also call it boozy toffee, almost, from nosing the palate. I thought that it had enough of the French oak to be mellowed, but it also still maintained the profile of a straight bourbon whiskey. Even outside of French oak and, and plenty of other, in the realm of other finished products, I think maintaining the integrity of the straight bourbon whiskey and also having some nice little nuances that a finish can give 
is a very tough road to hoe. Uh, John and I have never done it, but I can only imagine tipping the scale either too far or not enough is much easier than finding the sweet spot. And so with that, I, I definitely gave a lot of kudos to. Uh, I thought it had a really, really good viscosity. That hung around almost more than the flavors did to some degree. And I'm not the biggest guy to you know sit here and, and rant or rave about a mouthfeel, but this is just a good viscous product. And if that's something that you strive for in a whiskey, this one definitely seemed more noticeable to me than most things. Kind of as I revisited it again one last time, I thought it reminded me of some nutmeg or maybe even kind of eggnoggy with also a, a strong influence of both spice and brandy components. I know people hear eggnog, they're going to think, what in the hell am I saying? But if you ever made it from scratch and, and seen what goes into most of the more in-depth recipes, the spice and the brandy components, if you break it down a little bit, I really thought they were relevant. So the random thing I got, and this is what I didn't want to tell you when you and I were talking before we recorded and you just had a sip or two. Recently, I saw something on uh, social media. Uh, our, our buddy Bender was reviewing a product. What it was, I don't think matters, but he brought up how it, it was novel enough to where you needed more than a couple of tastes for your palate to really get acclimated to it. But once that set in, you really picked up on what was going on and, and could dissect it much better than if you had, you know, one or two quick tastes. And I kind of almost wondered in a very ADD way if, you know, the, all the bullshit lately about people in neck pores, if maybe that's what throws some of these folks off is they only have one or two nips. And if it's a unique product, they don't give themselves a chance to acclimate to it, let the body kind of reset, and then also really detect what's going on. And I'm not saying trick yourself into liking it, but there's things that your palate is just not going to be used for or your mind. And it takes a little bit of a swift kick or a punch. And then, all right, I know what we're working with now. Let's see what's going on here. And if it's something you truly don't like, you're not going to like it no matter how many times you taste it. I just think there's elements of that that I, I appreciated how it occurred at roughly the same time as tasting this and just kind of laughed of like, man, all right, Bender. You randomly uh, put some perspective in my world today. Well, Billy Bender is a good guy. <laughs> he is. He is also an animal. But I'll just say I can agree with that for the most part. I think there were some notes when I first took, you know, typically you have a throwaway sip. I think with this one, I had a couple throwaway sips. It was a little chalky on the first couple of sips for me. That subsided. I agree. And you know, I really just like to add additional things to your notes. And I'll tell you if I disagree, I didn't disagree with your assessment too much. The one thing I would say is I do get a fair amount of unsweet tea on the nose and the the palate as well. And it's like a mixture of unsweet tea and oak on the nose for sure. But other than that, I think you have a very fair assessment on it. I like when you said that the oak was enough to let you know it's there, but not enough to change the profile of the overall bourbon. You know, we know that when it's toasted French oak, this no longer is bourbon. It is now a finished whiskey, but you still have the identity of the bourbon in there along with the, the French oak, and they can be separate and together at the same time. And I almost feel like the experience through the palate, I can kind of tell when the oak hits and when it doesn't. That is unique as well. Everything kind of has its own identity, but it fits together pretty well. I think for me, the biggest thing that I'd have to figure out, and this is what we don't know 
on this, you might know, but the price. It's a good pour. I think if it's priced reasonably and you can kind of enjoy it, then 100%, yeah, I'm in. If it's something that's priced a little bit higher, like 80, 90, then... I I don't think it'll be anywhere near that high. I, I know when we had Macaulay on... It's been far enough back for both of us to have slept more than <laughs> once or twice, but I, I definitely remember the goal for the product as far as I remember being in the 40 to 50 range. And if that's where it is, then I'm a buy all day. That's kind of one of the things, you know, you talked about where Blue Notes kept a, a good theme and, and true to the Memphis aspect. They've always been really cognizant of pricing and, you know, at, at least from what I can see, they want to be as accessible as they can. They understand the value of, of being accessible and also not putting a product in someone's hands that's at an MSRP or our price point to where if it's not, you know, what they thought it should be or the most amazing thing ever, you're so turned off, you walk away and then, you know, you lose a customer for life. I, I think they've been very mindful of that in their uh, strategy for coming to market with products. Yeah. And we had a great conversation with Macaulay about that. The other thing I will say is that when you said it had been a couple of sleeps, funny thing for me is somebody today had just listened to our old Forrester review. They said like, when Zeke said this, it was really funny. I was like, when did Zeke say that? They're like, wait, you don't remember the episode? And I'm like, at this point, it was two episodes ago, and I'm already starting to edit two more episodes that are coming out. Like, I've heard Zeke and I so much that I'm like, you know, I'm too ahead of everybody because we have a review and an interview coming out every week, and I'm trying to get that stuff out on time. Like, I don't know what happened three, four, five shows ago. Like, Tater Dean finally got back and said, hey, I got mentioned two episodes in a row, and I was like, what episodes were those again? Like, I know it just <laughs> happened a couple weeks weeks ago but and now he's got the hat trick even better he said the next time we have to invite him on i'll mention it to him only if we can uh divulge how less than good he is at cornhole and if we could taste some of those willets he's he's got just hanging around they're not open come on (laughs) (laughs) you know me i don't remember a ton of our shows either it's like will ferrell in old school the lights go on the lights go off at the same time you hopefully say intelligent stuff and then somebody says cut and you're done. Yeah. Zeke uh, kind of goes into his own and he's like, Oh my God, did I just say that? And then, you know, <laughs> somebody's sitting there. Words come out that I don't know that I know. <laughs> I edit it together. If you knew with how the words actually came out and I edit it together to make it sound like a decent sentence. And then, uh, he forgets. That's completely believable as well. While we're on the theme of me and bombing and interactions with females, I did have someone ask me if I was slow. (laughs) I was like, no, I just think before I answer most of the time. And if I'm asking a remotely serious question, I I try to put thought into it and give a serious answer. They're like, well, sorry, you're just kind of coming across as less than intelligent. I'm like, Jesus, I have a doctorate. Come on. We're going to do a segment every show. Just one thing Zeke heard on Bumble or Tinder. Like Zeke's random Bumble Tinder musings. And you all can tell us, do you want that in the beginning of the show or the end of the show? A lot of people want us to just keep it to whiskey. So what? where can we bookend it that will not make the most people angry at us? So I'm a buy. I think it's a good sipper. I think you got to get past the first two sips once you do that and you can just enjoy it for what it is and enjoy that oak and enjoy all those other good bourbon flavors that you mentioned you know you're gonna get your typical vanillins and you're gonna get 
a little bit of spice. I mean, and it's not super spicy. This one was not super spicy for me. It was just an easy sipper. You might have like the slightest feeling on your mouth, but it's just the little rye content that's there. I think the wood of the toasted French oak really smooths this one out. And I'm not saying that smooth is a tasting note, but I'm saying it rounds out all the edges. There's not highs, there's not lows. It's just a good, easy drinker. Yeah, and I mean, coming to the 100 proof, you know, sometimes that doesn't always look as if someone may have tinkered around, but I, I think they found the right spot with this one just simply because the way of, of how that French oak is able to be a, uh, you know, it's, it's the wingman in the sidecar, the motorcycle, but you still know who's driving the bike, uh, especially with, you know, the integrity from the, the straight bourbon whiskey. But, and kind of going back to that, like you, you know, referenced again, the giving it more than that first taste, the same thing did happen to me. And that's why when, you know, we were offline and you, you mentioned that, I'm like, I don't want to play my hand because I want him to see if he gets the same conclusion naturally without any influence. But I, I think that's neat. And it's definitely something I'll, you have to, to watch and look for more as we, you know, have some of the, you know, kind of one-offs compared to just a very straightforward bourbon whiskey without anything else going on. I am 100% with you. I'm a buy on this one. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good drinker, which Blue Note has done as good as anybody else in on putting out to the market. Kind of back to the whole, uh, <laughs> what's a good gift to buy somebody? It's nice to know where to find the good drinkers are that you can feel confident in referring to somebody. Totally agree. Thank you, Blue Note, for sending us this sample. We thank you, Macaulay, Kelly, PJ, all our friends down there. You can go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open, honest review on this podcast. Like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.